I'll have your hands for a trophy, street rat. All this for a loaf of bread? There he is! You won't get away so easy! You think that was easy? <laughs> you two, over that way! And you, follow me! We'll find him! Morning, ladies. Getting into trouble a little early today, aren't we, Aladdin? Trouble? No way. You're only in trouble if you get caught. Gotcha! I'm in trouble. In this time. Perfect timing, Abu, as usual. Come on, let's get out of here. Gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the lawman. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm pro. Riff raff, straight rat, scoundrel, take that. Just a little snack, guys. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the BatmanUniverse.net for this and many other great Batman-related podcasts. My name is Josh, and joining me this week is... This is Donovan. And we are going to be looking at Gotham's episode called Into the Woods, where uh, <laughs> we take a journey into the woods, you know, with Little Red Riding Hood and all of our favorite Gotham characters. Um, I joked when we read this solicitation a few weeks ago that it, like, reminded me of the Broadway play slash movie Into the Woods. But unfortunately, you know, this has allusions to other musicals that aren't Into the Woods, like Aladdin and Cinderella. Because, like, let's see, we, we've been joking that, like, Bruce Wayne is going to live like Street Rat Aladdin, and that's exactly what happens, like, in his first that, scene of the that episode. That is exactly what happens. We're not- <laughs> he and Selena are, like, running from a guy like, I'll have your hand for a trophy, Street Rat. On the roof? Oh, there's... All this for a loaf of bread? I mean, bag of money? Which, uh, Bruce Wayne decides to, like, take a page out of, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker and, like, throws the money to the people in the streets. And he's like, don't worry, Selena, I saved enough for, like, what was it, a pizza or something? I forget, but yeah, yeah. Hey, Selena, hubba, 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 who do you trust? Yeah, yeah. But in the meanwhile, Alfred's like, remember Lucius Fox? Uh, his computer's fixed, so you need to stay here and stop, like, having, you know, uh, teenage, um, what, what is it called? Like, teenage cohabitation or whatever it would be. Uh, by the way, we, we don't see Lucius. He's just mentioned. We're just supposed to take Alfred's word for it that he still exists on the show, you know, like <laughs> Harvey. He, he's sequestered like Harvey Dent. <laughs> Um, in the meantime, you know, Gordon's on the run, and uh, <laughs> luckily he has, he has you know, experience being homeless as he does things like, you know, sleep in Harvey Bullock's car. And he's like, I only know one person who I can trust that can help me. Riddler, please help me figure out who is framing me with riddles. And then Riddler, and, uh, he just, like, yanks his collar for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, he's like, wait a minute. Riddles? Riddle? Rid? Riddler? It was you. Yes, it was me. Mwahahahaha. Now excuse me. He literally me. does it from 1966 where he's like, like Riddle er? Riddler? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> now if you excuse me, I have a police department to run. I'm afraid not. Arrest the, the assistant medical examiner. What? Oh yeah, all that stuff I did. <laughs> <laughs> With his big hair. Yeah. <laughs> So in the meantime, you know, uh, Captain Barnes is like, well, Gordon, ha ha ha, all's well that ends well. Turns out you didn't commit that murder after all. Yeah, 
That murder? (laughs) 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 I don't know why we're laughing. (laughs) Anyway, I want to solve the Wayne case for some reason. That's already been solved. (laughs) Not if I say so. I'll make you a deal. You get back together with Lee, and then you could solve the Wayne case. Because that's what, you know, cops do. He's like, all right, it's not like I'm going to be interrupted by my ex-fiance or anything. Ding dong! Who is it? (laughs) Ah, wouldn't you know? Always at the most inopportune time. Uh, so th- th- that's the gist of this week's Gotham. You know, obviously, those who saw the episodes know that like we probably made up about like twenty percent of that. But uh, well, also we should, we, should, we should mention that like Penguin kills his. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, and Penguin becomes a cannibal. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Penguin's at um, <laughs> Penguin's at his dad's funeral, and he's like hugging his stepmom, and she's like, she looks like, oh, it's a penguin. Listen, you know, if you're gonna continue to live with us, there need to be some changes. And then, like the next scene, you know, like Penguin like wakes up to like birds chirping as he's like doing chores, you know, Cinderella style, and the mice all sing, Penguin rally, Penguin rally, night and day a Penguin rally. <laughs> <laughs> and once you know what, he can't go to the ball, so he feeds the leftover poison, which I kept on meaning to um like look at the previous episode because I remembered stepbrother like spilling all the poison till the bottle was empty so that they wouldn't get caught, but in this one there was some left over. And I kept on meaning to go back and like rewatch that scene, but I never did. So, you know, he realizes that there's leftover poison. So all of that ice cream therapy that Hugo Strange did on him is undone. And he, um, yes, all of it. He, he feeds his step siblings to his stepmother, but not before trying them himself, because like we'll talk about that later. And then, <laughs> and, and then, then he kills does, her. Doesn't that like drink blood out of, out of a out of a wine glass? If that's supposed to be blood, I don't know. I'm more disturbed by the fact that, like, um, he's like, you said that the, that they taste the same, but one more tender than the other. Which I'm thinking, how would you know that unless you took a taste yourself, aka Penguin? <laughs> well, Bertone goes, how would Peng- you know that? And then Robin Lord Taylor, like, like winks into the camera. Ah, he heard me! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and then, like, I turned off my computer and, like, hid under my covers for, like, a week. <laughs> Like, I, 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 sh- I shook this man's hands months ago. <laughs> now he's eating people. Oh man! <laughs> what a weird season this has been. So, so Donovan, how are you feeling about Gotham? <laughs> you made it sound a lot. I mean, it, 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 in some places it was hilarious, but um, I actually enjoyed this episode. Um, I I uh, I usually don't watch it live. I kind of catch it, you know, elsewhere once it's already aired. But um, I was home when it came on. So I was watching it live, most of it, and um, I enjoyed it. I I thought that, I mean, the stuff we could make fun of was, was kind of harmless, and uh, oh yeah, like, like like the I thought the Riddler stuff, the Gordon Riddler stuff, was legitimately like engrossing. Like I, I mean, I thought it was it was I, was I was like, oh man, what's going to happen next? And I liked that part in the episode where you have Gordon and Alfred and Selena and Bruce kind of like you know in the same room because like they're the most they're the characters that you, that you dislike the most. So <laughs> that was kind of nice. Wait, what? That we dislike the most? Oh, I should have said that, that like, we, uh, we, uh, what did I say? I, I didn't mean that. I, I meant that, like, we, we <laughs> like the most. Okay. <laughs> you meant the direct opposite. Exactly. That, that That's how I roll. It is fairly late. Um, no, I, I liked it. I mean, the Penguin plot was, you know, we'll talk about that. I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. So I, I, I had fun with this, and, and I'm surprised that, like, certain plots wrapped up in the way they did at the time that they did. But we'll definitely talk about that. What did you think? I want to read the listeners um, a text that Donovan sent to me 
earlier tonight when we were talking about this episode. I wish I had a chance to see the episode again because it was pretty good. <laughs> Remember that, listeners, because this is the same Donovan who's like, oh, this show, Gotham, it has no excuses. Oh, how I loathe thee. So, like, I, I did say that. When, <laughs> I'm too base. Yeah. So when Donovan, well, I'm not saying you're a hypocrite. I'm just saying, like, you know, you like this episode. Like, whenever you say that, like, Gotham's, like, lost all hope, like, remember that, like, a few short weeks ago or however long it's going to be until you turn on the show again that, like, there was an episode that you liked enough that you wanted to see again. Uh, I dug this episode a lot. This might be one of my favorites of the season along with, um, the magic show episode and, uh, the, the first part of this, like, Riddler saga when, when he frames Jim. Which, um, yeah, I, I liked this. There was some movement on the plot. And then at one point, I was legitimately, like, thinking to myself, I'm honestly not sure how this is going to end. Um, <laughs> so I, I was uh, perfectly happy to see where it was going to go. Uh, I, I, we didn't even mention, like, Doctor Strange in the recap. Uh, or oh, Professor yeah, Barbara Strange, Gordon. rather. Or Barbara yeah. Well, we mentioned her at the end. But, like, yeah, it's like they were annoying this episode, him and Peabody as usual, but not like overtly annoying. So, <laughs> uh, but, but Peabody did say like something that, um, I definitely agree with her on, which is like, should, should we really be releasing all of these murderers like into the public? Like <laughs> he's like, I'm doing this for the lows. I want to see what happens with Barbara Kane to which I also agree with him with. Cause like, yeah, Barbara Kane's a hilarious character who gets into like funny shenanigans, you know, let's set her loose on the streets of Gotham, but still like, <laughs> Strange should really like. He's gonna raise some eyebrows if he keeps on releasing all these like. Well, and she, and she says this much. Like, she said, "You're gonna ruin your reputation." I don't care. <laughs> Which I know it's kind of awesome. <laughs> Are you still here, Peabody? <laughs> Clock out. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to talk about that first? Because it's kind of, it's kind of the small yeah, well, well, yeah. Well, why don't we? Because it, it's it's small potatoes. Well, for one thing, it's, I, it, I, it, I, it's I, like a two minute discussion: Peabody and Strange. And well, I found it funny that like in Barbara Kane's like you know uh, show and tell uh, circle, she's like you know I did horrible things. I killed my bear, parents with my bare hands, and then I tried to murder Jim Gordon and Lee Thompson. <laughs> like Dean Tompkins. Oh, really? Oh, it's like. I know they're famous. Well, we sure know who they are. Well, Gordon did have that murder trial, but like, <laughs> yeah, and but he has been he 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 has been on the news for like trying to kill like two different mayors of Gotham. Well, if she said, you know, I tried to kill Batman and Robin, that would be one thing. But like, I, who the who the hell knows who Lee Tompkins is? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I I like uh, Hugo Strange because he's so cheesy. Um, and I honestly like how Peabody is the voice of reason. Like, you know. This 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 is really you're, you've let the penguin go, which you, when you shouldn't have, and now you're letting like you know Barbara King go. It's like, Barbara King is, is is like what is what does he say? She's a rare breed, one that's soon to be extinct. No, that's a James Bond quote, but like um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but she, like, but like he he describes Barbara King with such interest. Is she really that big of a deal? Like in the context of the of the show, yeah, but like. Is she even is she is she like a bigger deal than Galavan or Jer- or Jerome or Mister Freeze? Like he treats her with such gravitas, and I kind of question that. But is he go strange? Who cares? <laughs> he he has plans. Like he sees like something in her therapy. I don't know. I, well, it's just, I, it's just I, like you know, I, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I thought I thought he was going to give her like ice cream therapy, like he did with Penguin, because like up until this episode, that therapy seemed to work. Like Penguin had like n- like nary like a, a homicidal bone in his body. But Barbara Keene is just, like, cured on her own because, like, she fell from that church. And, like, and then, like, you know, as the Japanese version of Robin said, it's a good thing that she parachuted the safety off. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I feel that, like, I've seen the, you know, coma 
cures evil trope before. Maybe not, but like, I'm not saying it makes sense. But it, I'm, it's, I'm it's hardly the stupidest thing that this show has ever done. And according to like what I've read in solicitations, it's hardly the stupidest thing that this show is going to do in the near future. <laughs> I can't wait. Listeners, um, just so you know, like, it, We've been spoiled. If you don't want to be spoiled on what happens in the show, like, don't read the episode descriptions, like, because apparently they come out two weeks in advance. And, like, earlier this week, I was like, oh, they, they released the solicitation for the episode that's airing two weeks from now. And I started reading it out loud. And then, like, I screamed mid-sentence because they gave away, like, a very big plot point that was, like, absolutely insane, which I'm not going to say what it is in this main body of the episode. Don't worry. And when you say that you screamed, you I, we were on the phone. You, you screeched. You shrieked for a long time. It was hilarious. Without telling Donovan what it was at first, I was like, "Ah!" Oh. And then Hugo Strange. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> He's all powerful. <laughs> That's right. He turns into a giant, you know, lizard and like and and tears through the city and becomes Batman himself. <laughs> Go insane. Oh. Uh, but so yeah, I guess she's. She, He's fine because of her. I don't know. Like the reasons for her insanity were weird in the first place. So I guess the reasons for her being cured aren't going to be any. Yeah. What was uh, you know when you bring that up? Why does she? Because the ogre, the the ogre stressed her out, or something. Well, even was wasn't there? It's like you know, ah, Selena, you must use your sexuality as a weapon. That way, you can stomp on men for reasons. (laughs) But that wasn't evil. That was just immoral. But she was saying that like like a Bond villain, um, or Bond girl. Uh, and then she's like, where'd that get you? <laughs> and, and, and then she's like, at least I have parents. Oh, not for long. Well, you're right that, like, it is, you know, what, uh, do you think that she's going to turn evil again? Because I was, I, we were, you know, this is the, the, continuing, I, I, the continuing thread of, you know, when will Barbara Gordon be conceived? I, and by which woman? <laughs> God, I mean, I know this is getting into like the solicitation for the next week, but like, okay, what if they, what if they get together and she winds up pregnant? Then Lee comes back and Lee is also still pregnant. It's like one of these women is carrying Barbara Gordon. Who is it? Oh god, that's that's actually very sleazy. Like, like which stomach is Barbara Gordon in? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> Schrodinger's fetus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, Solo had to be come back for that one. Solo, pick the stomach. It, it'll be like it, it'll be like that Walking Dead cliffhanger where like <laughs> you just see like the point of view of like the delivery room and like Gordon's going in like ah hello my beautiful baby girl and you don't know like which woman is in the delivery and the, room. The doctor is um is um Jeffrey Dean Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Wayne A.K.A. Negan A.K.A. the comedian. <laughs> Uh, this, this, this surely makes sense. I don't know if they'll turn her evil. I, I, I don't know either. It, I don't. I don't. I don't it, think it's like sense. they took her on a point of no return, where it's like, how how on earth can she and Jim possibly like you know be any sort of couple from here on out? But it looks like from the preview for next week, which we'll get into later, that like they're working towards undoing that a little bit. And now with Lee somewhat out of the picture and like Barnes shipping it. I don't well, the know. Question is, like, how, how much longer do you think that Lee will be out? Because oh, when they filmed this, how much longer do you think that she'll be off the show? I bet you she'll come back before the end of the season. But like, will she show? There's been enough. There, yeah, there's there's been enough time that like, I mean, theoretically, she could probably come back. I don't know, or like, even like, you know, film scenes like under the covers, like um, well, technically, on, she's on, been gone for only two episodes. On Friends, um, one of 
No, I think she was pregnant when they did this. But like, okay, on Friends, David Schwimmer, you know, yes, I know O.J. Simpson. Uh, David Schwimmer um, was dating this British woman, and in the season finale for season four, they were about to get married. But then he says Jennifer Aniston's character's name at the altar. And in the season premiere, like, they decide to go ahead with the wedding. But the only problem was, like, over the summer, that actress had gotten pregnant. So, like, throughout that season premiere, she's, like, hiding in a bathroom because, like, Ross said Rachel at the altar, even though she chose to marry him anyway. And she, like, goes out the window. Like, you you barely see her. Her name was Emily. And then, like, for the rest of the season, her and Ross are still married. But, like, every time you see her, she's under covers, or like, um, like in a bed, like talking to Ross on the phone, like, oh, Ross, I don't know if I can come back to America with Rachel living there. And then like, they eventually get a divorce. And the producer said that, um, she was going to like have a larger storyline, but because they had to like hide the baby bump and everything, they just, uh, wrote her off. So that woman kind of like, you know, I mean, is it her fault or like, what was it? Her I don't know the the producer's fault or something. I don't know. I mean, actually, because because that would have been a very interesting um, hiccup to the storyline. Like if Ross's like new wife was pregnant, but the problem was like she was more the the actress was more pregnant than the character would have been at that point in the relationship. She had been like Gwen Stacy pregnant, just kind of had it spontaneously. Well, we're, I think we're getting we're getting really sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, we're getting really sidetracked, and and this is more like talk about like next week. But uh, well, yeah. I mean, do I, I do want to say on this a little bit? Do you think that Barbara Gordon? Is, do you, do you believe her when she says she's good again? He thinks that. Um, I think that the whole explanation, like I just needed to rest for a while. I I don't know. It's. Hello, dearie. Someone call Doctor Strange. <laughs> and then Benedict Cumberbatch comes in. <laughs> nice. Um, it's it's honestly it's stupid. If I mean, if we're being frank about it, like the whole like you know them in the trench coats, like watching her drive off, you know, oh no, well Barbara Kane's in Gotham. What mayhem will she obviously like? Like she tried to kill somebody like like, like a few times, but. She's not freaking Jerome or anyone else. So, like, I don't think that she's. Yeah, that but, but, but but she was part of like the maniacs, which like that like they're very very notorious for being like those mass murderers to the point where there's a punk rock band um, named after them and stuff. I'm willing to see where it, where it goes. I think I think it was a good a good ending where like you know it, it reminded me of the Killing Joke. Where Gordon, like, knock, 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 Josh, a second, he opens the door, and then, like, you know, just, Gordon, or Jim, I've come back to you. And then, like, <laughs> you, you, like, in on, like, on, like, a heart-shaped silhouette on, on Ben McKenzie's face and roll credits. Actually, he, he, he had little to no reaction in that scene, but in the preview, he has, like, more of a reaction. Like, he's just, like, looking at it, like, okay. <laughs> and he's he, he he he's like I just got cleared for murder and now this happens. Why this isn't my season at all? <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> um, well, uh, how did she know to find him there at Bullock's apartment? Although I guess like if she's looking for him, that would be like the first place she would look, maybe because she can't go back to her apartment that's and a good, that's a good point well did she know that well, bullock was i guess she didn't know that bullock was his partner she she must know i mean she met bullock a few times in the first season but like but, but that's a good point like, like, like how is I, she- i'm actually trying to remember how many like scenes her and bullock like shared together like if they ever like shared any dialogue well penguin's umbrella they were in the same room together but um 
Honestly, yeah, well, they, they, they were in the same room, but like, have she and Bullock ever like interacted? Honestly, I, I think that like, like, how would she know to go there? Because didn't she go straight there? Um, I mean, I guess she could have like looked around for a few places. Maybe she went to Lee's place first, but then um, you know, found out that like Lee was not, not there or something. And it, or or like or, or Barnes told her to go there because even though he told Gordon to call Lee, Barnes likes to watch the world burn. So he's like he's setting Gordon up for a massive love triangle. He's like I'm bored around the department. If Gordon's not going to confess to the murder of Galavan, then I'm going to make his love life miserable until he Barnes cracks. This episode, like he did a complete 180, and it, it doesn't not make sense. But like he was because he. he Gordon is completely off the hook. Like, 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 like once, once they arrest the Riddler, he's like, "Glad to have you back, old chum." So, when you kick about to work, I can't. At least not yet. Why not? <laughs> oh, come on, we miss you. I got your girlfriend's number. Who? <laughs> oh, Lee? Oh yeah, I, I don't care about that. <laughs> come on, call her. Call. Jeez, what's with you? <laughs> I got in a fan fiction while while you were away. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, I really don't ship her with Deadpool. Who's Deadpool? <laughs> I think you should see something here. Take this and go watch it at home. <laughs> take take this DVD and watch it. Oh, they showed us that in jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we joke, yeah, that. that well, and it's I feel like they're. You you mentioned to me that like oh they've still done Jack with the whole like Gordon killing Galavan thing. I feel like there's a moment in the Gordon plotline where like it's mentioned because um, Riddler's like comparing like what he did to what like Gordon did to Galavan, and like Gordon like has like an angry look on his face when he is. He doesn't say like you're wrong or anything like that, but he's at there's least called on there, it. He, he's, he's not called on it by a character who's credible, but he's called on it and like, it's not refuted. Well, he's, there's a moment in Bullock's car when they were listening to the audio. And when the audio says Gordon shot Theo Gallivan, Gordon doesn't make a, make a face. Um, I mean, they've not forgotten it, but I still, I don't still see any signs of guilt or remorse from Gordon's in. He still I, really, really doesn't the, want the, to. There was, there was something though, when Riddler was calling him on it, I, I wouldn't like some sort of like anger or acknowledgement. I mean, it was a, it was definitely a reaction, but I, I think at this point, Gordon's still like, you know, oh man, I don't want to go to jail again. <laughs> I, live, I live a I live a swanky lifestyle. I'm used to the best. So, um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm used to like living in like five star apartments with my fiancés. <laughs> yes, all two of them. <laughs> He's had two fiancés, like, and he's had to live with both of them, which uh, Donovan and I were, like, having a conversation because Donovan says to me, like, in the last scene of the episode, like, Gordon's in an apartment and he says, has the prophecy finally come true? Does Gordon finally have an apartment? And I analyzed that scene, so like, more than I've analyzed any scene in Gotham before because, like, I had <laughs> I had... I had two media players open, and I was looking at the scene at the beginning where they're in Bullock's apartment, and the scene at the end where, like, Gordon's in that apartment and Barbara King comes. And I was, like, comparing, like, the stuff on the walls. I was comparing, like, where the lamp was in relation to the door. I was like, is this Bullock's apartment, or is this a yeah, different like, apartment? Yeah, like, like, like a chemistry set and, like, microfish running. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like Jack Skellington from that scene where he's like, oh, this means this, but what does it mean? <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler alert for the listeners, you know. Um, eventually, after like carefully looking, it's Bullock's apartment that he's in at the end. So, Jordan sure? is still. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, if we're sure that it was Bullock's apartment at the beginning, which I'm assuming it was. 
Actually, wasn't that that woman that he was with? Wasn't that her place? No, because Gordon walks in and or, or no, Bullock walks in and like and then like Bullock calls him when he's in that apartment and like invites the girl over. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Which, by the way, that, that, that's another thing. We've been wondering, is Bullock still engaged? Bullock, I thought girl? you were married. Well, let me tell Donovan Bertoni what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, it didn't work out. And Donald Logue, like, stops kissing her and looks at the camera and says, okay, Gotham Chronicle podcast, you can stop <laughs> asking about the pool girl. Never. She's gone. <laughs> well, what do you mean never? They gave us an explanation. That, that, that's good enough. <laughs> I remember, I remember um, you and I were talking on the phone. And I said, I'm sure there's more to the story. And you're like, nah, I think that's done. I was like, wait, so you believe him, but not Marina McCarran's, you know, growing stomach? <laughs> yeah. Whenever there's a pregnancy on TV, I'm like, there's more to this than meets the eye. <laughs> I joked last week or, or when, on one of our last podcasts where it's, uh, I'm pregnant, Jim. And I'm like, she's lying. And then it's, Jim, I've lost the baby. She's still lying. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a woman. <laughs> I never believe her. Elizabeth Banks burned me too much on Scrubs. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the pregnancy is like a major like subplot, whereas Bullock's engagement was like a subplot that nobody remembered until like. <laughs> it, it, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if like they were filming this scene and then Donald Logue said, "Wait a second, isn't my character engaged?" Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> j- j- just do a line about how like that is you guys probably broke most up. likely considering that like their entire characters this show has completely forgotten about. So he, he, he like Donald Logue probably said like, "And actually, wait, 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 aren't I married?" Uh, no. Action! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Just go. In there. Yes, or yes, you're married to her. What? And action! Uh, <laughs> you didn't Remember know the me? pool girl Your worked wife? in. A- <laughs> <laughs> Remember the pool girl works in IA. <laughs> uh, okay, so but Gordon and the Riddler. That that was a good scene of like them in the apartment and. Uh, you told me that you were laughing because there's that part where Gordon's like, there's only one person I can trust. And then, like, you see him knocking on the Riddler's door. Which, which I mean, it, it's, it's a funny transition. Um, I, before we get into the Riddler part, I like – I do like um, Gordon, like, fighting crime. Like, he, like he's walking past that woman getting mugged because it – I usually don't like it at all when he's, like, you know, being Batman. But, like, I like how – he beats up the guys, and the woman's like afraid of him for reasons. I guess he's a, he's a knife. And then the cop is like, "Freeze, Batman! <gasps> Wait, you're Gordon!" <laughs> and like all of a sudden, there's there's a price on Gordon's head as he's like, you know, I don't know, the mass marauder or something like that. I thought that was very interesting. But again, like like, like, like we're pushing Gordon's like you know, this this like you know, urban legend uh, kind of like identity, which is it's a little weird. And then I think at that point is well, he was on his way to the Riddlers when when he was doing that. I think. Yeah, or no, no, because like that night, because then he slept in uh, Bullock's car that night, <laughs> like an honorable cop. To, to, to which, like, I texted you, like, so it's come to this, and you texted me that, like, at the exact same moment. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen into a, 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 the floor of a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was sleeping in a locker room uh, la- last year. So what a loser! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've mentioned this in other episodes, listeners, but like we asked the producers um, and writers of the show, Point like at, Com- at Comic Con, it's like, are we ever going to see Gordon's like, you know, like where Gordon lives, and is he ever going to stop being a homeless cop? And they said, I don't. Eyes. 
they said, I don't know, maybe one day. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We might get around to it. They said, I don't remember the way that they phrased it, but they phrased it in such a dismissive way that, like, I retorted back, like, what? He, he's the main character. <laughs> well, they, well, they say, oh, you and Ben McKenzie say the same thing. As though they don't take Ben McKenzie seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is with you guys wanting, you know, making all these demands, you know? I want a roof over my head. I want my character to have a home. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope we, we had a chance to talk to Ben McKenzie should they show up in Comic-Con this year. Because I, I bet you if you bring that up, his eyes will bug out. He's like, I know, right? <laughs> I'm tired of being a homeless cop. I have to keep on getting engaged to these women. You know, like, <laughs> in season uh, three, when Gordon has to, like, get engaged to Linda Page in order to, um, like... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> in order to like no longer be homeless, I'm sure. Here's a question that I'm not sure if you know or not, but you might. Um, pre-crisis, post-crisis, uh, any sort of knowledge? Was there a designated like where did he live besides Gotham City? Like, did he, did he live with Barbara at any point, or did he live on his own? Wait, what, I'm like, like, where did he live? He lived in a house. Like, I, I mean, I'm like, not sure. I, I mean, like, I uh, like, in fact, like, <laughs> in, in one of like the golden, like, slash silver age stories, where um, I think it's the one where like Batman like wears a Gordon like body costume and like lives with Gordon's family, and like Gordon's family can't know for reasons. <laughs> that, that was effed up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's to the point where um Tony Gordon, which was James Gordon's like pre-crisis son, he's like, "Hey, Dad, it's time for me to give you your weekly body like full body massage." And Batman's <laughs> like, oh. "And Batman's like, oh no, if he does this, he's gonna realize that I'm not his dad." Like, <laughs> this was a real comic, listeners. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but anyway, like, okay. It, it, in but anyway, it's in some of those issues, Gordon lives. It's not Wayne Manor, but Gordon lives in like a vast estate that has its own manservant. Because I remember like seeing one of the what? comics where like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, I, I have the scans on my computer from that like well, Barbara King research, like like, 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 like the pre-crisis, like you know, like like like, like older, you know, like, like old man kind of Gordon. He was he he, he kind of came off almost like a, like a government official rather than like you know like a police commissioner, which I guess he is a government <laughs> official, but like I, I see what you mean. He was he was. Almost wealthy. Oh, but he, he, he had like an estate, and there and there was a. I distinctly remember there being a butler, and there's like one comic which is separate from the body massage one where like Batman's like <laughs> at a Batman's at a dinner party like in his full Batman costume at like Gordon's house, and like uh, the woman who we now know as Barbara Kane is like offering to like give him a cigarette or something. Like we like, would you like a cigar? You know, like she the woman who was just Mrs. Gordon back then. <laughs> it was really weird. Batman so, I mean, I, I don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah, I think he was wearing a cast. I'm trying to remember the context of this story, but yeah. Um, but, 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 but real quick, I mean, I, I remember. I think. Oh, oh, hold on, I'm I'm, I'm going to find the issue number so that the listeners know, like, what issue? Commissioner Gordon's son says, "Dad, it's time for your like weekly full body massage, where like I rub your body down, and I'm going to notice your Batman costume." That is so shenanigansy. <laughs> I do want to. You showed me that before. I do want to see this again. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to find the issue number. You know, so I believe that, uh, like, you first showed me that when you were, like, investigating the character of Barbara Keane before the show, when, when the show was about to come out, when you were obsessive about that character. I think yeah, that was like, when, that when, I, when I was on that, like, you know, Woodward and Bernstein-style quest, yes. <laughs> but back when you went insane for the sixth time. Um, but, uh, I'd say real quick, I feel that, like, the issue where Barbara Gordon, like, 
reveals to her father that she's Batgirl. He says, "Oh, I've known all along," so she can run for Congress. Were they in this? Were they living together? I know they're in the same house, but they were living together for um, a lot of the Bronze Age Batgirl stuff until she became a Congresswoman. And then when she returned from being a Congresswoman, she had her own place, and that place um um got destroyed by that biker gang in that episode right. that we did with Stella. Yes, yeah, and then yeah. like after it was destroyed by that biker gang, she and she and her dad were living together again for the rest of like the Gordon backup stories. And then eventually, like sometime between then and the last Batgirl special, that one shot, um, she had her own place again. Or no, no, no. Well, well, she was living with him in the kitchen. Joke. I think she was just visiting, or he was just visiting. He made, she, well, well. Uh, hold on, he 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 was making a scrapbook, but like Colleen was going to pick her up there. I don't know. Joker, Joker went there for Gordon, so like, yeah. I think they were living together by that point. I think I think I even asked Stella about that. Or maybe she was listening or like just like visiting him, but then that doesn't make any sense because um because why would like Colleen go be well, okay. Because JMS did a thing where it's like how we with that retcon where it's like how about you have lunch with your father right before you get shot, which doesn't make sense if they're like living together, but um I just, that that book was very continuity ambiguous anyway. Okay, hold on. I I think I have this issue pulled up. <laughs> I'm looking at a panel from it. She's saying, "Oh, Jim, you've come home just in time. I've changed my plans. I'm driving up with Marfa. You can drop me off at her house." And then Batman's like, "Thopaloon is what a spot. How am I to know where in the world Martha lives?" World's greatest set of my ass. When he was with, okay, listeners, the story where like. <laughs> It's World's Finest, issue 53. <laughs> that, 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 that's the comic you need to look for, where Batman has to disguise as Commissioner Gordon, and then finds out that, like, Commissioner Gordon's son molests him every single week. <laughs> this is what we have to look forward to if Gotham lasts, you know, like 12 seasons. Right when I was drinking from from a bottle of water, <laughs> Batman, little, little does Batman know that Gordon's a molest of everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh Jesus God! <laughs> oh, imagine the dick spraying Batman. God zooks. <laughs> Imagine Dobby Mazowski has to like disguise as Ben McKenzie. Oh my god, that'd be the great. That'd be that's the best show ever. <laughs> well, I remember the stupidest thing about it is like they can't tell Gordon. They can't tell Gordon's family about this plan for reasons. I forgot about this story, but I remember uh, it's all coming back to me when you told me about this like two years ago. <laughs> it was so. <laughs> god damn it! I love Silverish Batman. <laughs> And that's – I think that's the first appearance of Barbara Keane too. And like she looks like, like yeah. a socialite. Like she looks like she should be living with the Penguins family. Yeah, like Ethel Merman or something. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this all started with you asking me what Gordon's home situation was. I'll tell you what Gordon's home situation was. After a hard day of police works, he comes home and has his son place his hands all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> while well, his wife, you know, has to drive to Martha's house, and then and then Davimazaus pokes his head through the window. Martha, uh, why are you saying that name? Why are you saying that name? Why? It's 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 her mother's house. Or her, her, her mother's house. Okay. That must mean I anyway. must not kill her. 
Um, but when it, when all that stuff was happening with the Riddler, I like, and and once Ben McKenzie, I call him Ben McKenzie, it's Gordon. Like once Gordon found out that like Riddler did it, I was like, how is this gonna end? Because like at, at this point, like we can't go back to the status quo. Like in like a few weeks, where where Gordon and Bullard are like, ah, oh, somebody's been taking the wisdom teeth out of you know out of these murder victims. But who could it be? Riddler, I mean, or uh, Riddleman. We need you to like you know inspect these bodies. Ah, gentlemen, what is white? Long and we don't have time for your riddles, riddle man. Like we're 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 never going to be able to do that again. Oh, that thing I always forgive and forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> look at what's happening with Barbara Kane. Maybe the maybe Hugo Strange can give uh, Edward Nygma some ice cream. My favorite, my favorite um, part about that when, when like for some reason Gordon has has the gall to say I knew it was you, and then Riddle's like you know I knew you knew it was me, and then you don't see Ben McKenzie go yeah, but why? <laughs> because you <laughs> <he> didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, but but Riddler thought he knew because he like from the very beginning where it's like, so have you tracked down Miss Kringle yet? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get to that in a few weeks. Like, like Gordon basically like he finally solves the disappearance <laughs> of Miss Kringle, but he does it by trying, but like by trying to clear his own name, and then like he accidentally like solves this mystery, like ah, oh, another successful you know missing persons case solved by James Gordon. <laughs> well, it's, it's like you know like like, like in. In season one, Riddler was a kind of character that, like, you know, they kind of generally they would kind of, you know, keep they wouldn't keep keep him in mind often. But Miss Kringle was clearly, like, you know, even less memorable than he was because, like, like he's like, I'll give you a hint, Gordon K K. He's like, uh, Chris and Kringle, Chris and oh yeah, you wanted me to look for her, didn't you? Bang, gang. Did we ever find her? (laughs) (laughs) No, you idiot! I killed her. You did. You're an arrest yes, of Chris yes, month, yes, months ago. Did you not notice? Honestly, no. Wow. <laughs> wow, Doherty's gonna be pissed. Doherty's dead too. <laughs> you stupid detective guy. Wait, wait a minute. You you weren't on me the entire time. Oh no. What about? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of busy, like solving this Mister Freeze plot and other stuff. And now, Gordon, now that the Riddler case is finally solved, and you finally solved it, I'm sure you want to go back to, uh, to Lee Tompkins. Yes, Barnes, I've been working on this case for months, and I finally cracked it. <laughs> yeah, <I> like <laughs> Another job well done by Gordon. <laughs> he spent all of, like, you know, ten minutes looking for Kristen Kringle. <laughs> he never found her. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, um, he well, could when, when they were digging up the body, so, um, and... Did they bury Doherty there too? I don't remember. Oh no, no, no. Doherty got like chopped up or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, he had slices. Because I remember he was sh- when Chris Kringle came into that room as he was like slicing, slicing him to bits. Um, he got his. I guess he just sliced him to nothingness. Or put him down the garbage disposal. I don't know. Actually, like that's the thing. Like Doherty wasn't even mentioned. So like. <laughs> In a few episodes, Lee could be like, "We're looking for Doherty. Can you find him? Can you find him, Jim? I'll do my best." <laughs> which, which we know is not good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I must solve the Wayne murders. You know, which like, which I I, I even said before, like, they came out of yeah, nowhere. Well, he he had Jack to do with that. Um, like like the whole um uh matches Malone thing. Like, which I even spoke about. It's like I was a little bothered by because Gordon made such a big deal about how he was going to be the one to do. So I'm glad that he's kind of remembering what his never ending quest from the pilot was. Well, I don't understand why he. Well, I guess I guess because like Barnes said the case is closed, which is why he is he a cop on the end of this episode or not? 
because he says he can't become a cop again, and yet he's telling Barnes of his vigilante goals. I, I, I think he, I, I think he's saying he's not going to go back to work, like punch in nine to five. Like he's still technically a car. See, okay, I don't know how the police world works. Like if he's like basically like. He has to get like sworn in or something well, like the, that. Well, like, well, I mean, I've seen enough of Law and Order. They, I mean, they can't like, they can't force him to come back to work after his, after his specific work. Right, but is it like when you're a senator and like if you get fired from being a senator, you have to be like um, appointed again or something like that? Like not elected, but no, like basically, because, because, does he have to he, does, does he have to be like sworn in or can Barnes just say, "I now pronounce you Detective Gordon"? No, no. Well, he's, you, he's, you, you may now call your girlfriend later. He he doesn't hold office though. It's like. A rank, more so than, than than like you know a a status. So I mean I mean I think it's just I think it's literally like you know if he's an ownership of a badge and a gun that's assigned to him, then he is a cop again. But I guess that like he's they've not done that yet, so technically he's not back to work yet. But he's not been fired. Like he's he's kind of like in, in in a neutral. I don't know. Maybe he's like you know leave of absence or whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's weird. We don't have a lot to say about like the plot line itself, but I, I really, really liked, um, you know, the Gordons. And I was wondering just how it was going to end. And uh, you asked me um, a few episodes ago, will Riddler be arrested before the end of the season? I was like, oh, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, but before the end of the, you said, or by the end of the season, and uh, he was. And this ended at its logical point. I do wonder, like, what they're going to do with Ed for the rest of the Honestly, series I'm, now. I thought that this this had at least another episode in it. I was oh, even, I, even if, I was wondering if they were going to drag it on until the season finale. Well, even if Gordon found out that Riddler set him up, I was surprised because like you know he got shot and he went to like something in Bruce's place. I was surprised that like are my, you two living together? Hey, me and my old lady have an understanding. <laughs> oh great, another dead cop in my crib. Another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> where, where do you think Doherty went? <laughs> uh, Officer Down. <laughs> Wasn't Catwoman like involved in Officer Down too? Like, like she was like framed for that. So yeah, people thought that she shot Jim Gordon in the back. <laughs> this is from when I was a kid. Um, well, I mean, what, what I was saying is like, like I really thought that like this episode. I mean, I'm not disappointed that it, that it ended, but at the same time. It didn't no, feel- I, I'm not because it ended at, in like a good way. Um, I'm it, surprised that it ended, but well, yeah, I'm not I mean, disappointed. I, mean, I don't think that it ended. I, I think that it. I don't want to say that it ended too soon, but it feels like it did. Like it, it, it feels as though like, like like you know Gordon was shot. Like you know he was down now, and then like that night, he the, uh, Gordon uh, Riddler was or the next day Riddler was arrested rather easily. Um, it, it's just it's just surprising. I'm used to shows like, and we compare this to Smallville all the time, but I'm used to like the Smallville style of like, yeah, well, and, and because like it's, it really is like the predecessor to Gotham. I'm used to shows like that where stuff like this would like be dragged out for the whole season. And, uh, this is a new era of superhero shows where like pacing is done in a different way. And I, we talked about this a lot last season too, where like, you know, Penguin never come back to Gotham and he was back in like two episodes. And I think I even said back then that like, if it was Smallville, he would, he wouldn't have seen Jim for like five or six episodes. So I I do like how they're not dragging this stuff out. Although the, the, even though they dragged other stuff out, like Falcone is a weak old man, and you know, and whatever the heck Hugo Strange is doing, but I don't think they're dragging that out because like he's he's only been around since they came back. 
Like four and it's weird. Th- this saga feels longer than it was. That's also because they had like a week long break in between. But this was really a three parter of like, you know, part one, Gordon gets framed. Part two, Gordon is the new black. And then part three, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> into the woods. Uh, and again, like, I, I, I don't have negative feelings, but I, Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I kind of wish it went on for a lot longer because, or not a lot longer, but like at least another episode because I liked the cat and mouse game between Gordon and Riddler. Because Riddler, he he's very dangerous in this show, as we've seen. I, I don't think that like I think when Riddler's at at his best, he's one of the scarier villains of the show. He's he's very effective. He's not a freaking he's not a freaking goofball like the Penguin or annoying like everybody else. I think he's probably. I would say Riddler's probably the, the, my favorite villain of the show so far in the way that they've done him because he's very effective. He instantly got Gordon put in prison, and he's gotten away with so much crap since season one. I mean, can, can you think of a, a more effective villain uh, aside from – I guess aside from Jerome, but um, – I almost said Falcone, but like what did he ever do? <laughs> he choked his own girlfriend and kidnapped a gay judge. <laughs> what balls it took for him to do that? I mean, yeah. I mean, you do like like, like Galavan, Rex. Uh, yeah, I don't know. P- Penguin's done some interesting stuff. Like when you found out in Penguin's Umbrella that like Penguin's been manipulating everyone, but then at the same time, Penguin will also do stuff like you know, beg for his life inside of a car like trash compactor. I don't think Penguin's been that effective a villain since Penguin's Umbrella, to be honest. I mean, I can't think. No, of yeah, yeah. M- most of the time, he's basically survived by like the skin of his teeth, by like being even, being lucky. Even when he was a crime boss, it, like he that kind of got pulled under the rug was pulled under him pretty quickly. Well, he, I was about to say his whole like I am the king of Gotham, like that lasted all of like a uh, half a season. Yeah, it took him like one whole season to like get there, and then like <laughs> less than less than a season to leave. Yeah. We do got to talk about like him meeting it with Bruce and Selena. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we could cross over into the Bruce and Selena plotline by doing that. Which uh, I do have the issue with, like in the previous episode, it might or it might have been two episodes ago or something, uh, when they were going to steal like money from Sonny Gilzine and like the Mushroom Gang. Was he supposed to show up again? Yeah, he was on the cast list, but you know, I don't miss him. <laughs> he was fired right before they started filming. Yeah, like he was supposed to. Sh- but anyway, it, Bruce like said that he doesn't mind stealing as long as it's from criminals, and and Bruce was like perfectly willing to steal that money. But in this episode, for some reason, he's like, "No, I won't steal except like to eat." First time I stole, so that wouldn't stop. Yeah, but that's fine. He's he's a kid. He could change his mind, and like maybe if they would have gotten away with that like mushroom theft, he would have done the same thing too. But we've been joking about Aladdin, and I was so getting Aladdin vibes from them, like rain on the roof, and like I was getting ready to sing one jump, which uh, <laughs> that that still might wind up in the podcast somewhere at one point Perfect or another, as always. <laughs> well, and then when like Gordon sees them in that check, like you two are homeless. Oh, I can teach you something about that. Like, let's all be homeless together. And I was just imagining like some sort of like weird sitcom where like the three of them are roommates, and <laughs> it, it, there's like some cheesy '80s music intro, and like the three of them are sitting on the couch, and they all reach for the remote at the same time, and their hands collide with each other, and <laughs> and then the logo like three hobos appears on the screen, and Davi Mazao's like opens up a closet, and a bunch of coats fall on him, and he looks at the camera and smiles, and it says Davi Mazao's is Bruce Wayne. 
<laughs> and Ben McKenzie has has a kind of he can do kind of like a a forced cheesy smile. So like I can see that all over that intro sequence. That's another thing I thought would last a little longer is like Bruce living on the street. Yes, yeah, that that that. Again, three episodes was it? Because last episode he he fought Sonny Gilzine, and the previous episode before that was Matches Malone. So, not even three episodes. I guess. Well, hold on. It uh, maybe four because Gordon, unless Bruce skipped an episode. I think I think he did. I think Bruce skipped. Uh, well, was it? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't in the one where he, Gordon he wasn't was in, in the Gordon in jail. So so yeah, it's been so it was three episodes just like this, which. I guess I don't mind, but then uh, that was another thing. It's like, ah, Lucius Fox just fixed the computer. It's like – Just fixed my ass. That was months ago. Right. Didn't he like come upstairs and that like Bruce is going to get sacrificed to Asriel episode yeah, the, saying the, like, the, the, the guys <laughs> – Yeah, he's like, guys, I just finally fixed this computer. Guys, <laughs> don't don't forget me like, like you did with Alan and Montoya and like you're about to with Harvey Dent, <laughs> who is still nowhere to be found by the way. You know – I mean, I don't want to like just start complaining because it's Gotham, but like, again, I, I, I feel that like yeah, we really like this episode, guys. <laughs> we did, but like, I mean, I mean, it's it's surprising to me that they felt the need to end these plots when they did because it doesn't feel like like they, they like they that something was okay. Many of the Bruce's sleeping plot, it didn't feel like you know something was learned. It, I don't feel that like Bruce is all that different. Yeah, I, like I was wondering, it, it it didn't feel like anything advanced from that. Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. Right. I, I feel the exact same way. Um, I enjoyed the whole concept of like him and Selena, like, and, and making fun of it too. Like him and Selena living together as like hobo teenagers. That that was kind of fun. And because I shipped the two of them, um, it would have been interesting if it was taken to like a different conclusion. And I, I, I don't mean them having sex because like they're too young to really be doing that on like network TV. But if if um. The situation was raised where, like, Davi Mazows is like, I really have a thing for this girl and we're living together. And not that he right. does something about it, but that, like, you know, well, there's, he considers. There's a there's a yeah, if, if there's, like, yeah. And, and, and honestly, like, as we saw, like, in last season, he is way too straight, like, straight edge and, like, dorky and nervous to, like, ever, like, <laughs> pull a move on her at this point. He's not, yeah, like, I don't that know. Like, like, he, he, was, he was pretty pimp with both Selena and Silver. In that episode where he lied to, where he pretended to get his hand cut off. Yeah, he was he was, he was pulling some. Uh, I I agree that like I feel that like there's a, there was that potential to to we see. I mean, the, you know, seriously, they're not kids anymore. They are they are young teenagers. And I think that like I I don't want to see them like actually have sex, and I don't want to sexualize children. But like, look at that issue of Robin where Ariana like tries to have sex with Tim and Tim like shuts her down that that was how you do it and they were both supposed to be 14 years old in that issue so that That's was right. um well I feel that, like, 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 like some romantic it, tension it, or sexual tension in fact is, you, probably, you probably know what issue number that was 40 so you could tell the listeners yeah Robin issue 40 guys very 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 good issue <laughs> well I mean, I mean like you know I'm, I'm not calling for any sort of like you know certain conclusion but that feels like the natural thing to do and I feel that like they're kind of just writing them as kids together and that I mean, they've said that it's been two years since the Waynes have died, and he was twelve. So, like, did they ever give his age? I think I know said, we've kind of like. I thought they said it was twelve. It's possible he was. I I just I don't know if like I feel like his age has been kept kind of vague, mm-hmm. you know, because um, <laughs> because on a show it's it's very very dangerous to do with kid actors like Walt on Lost, you know, who like went through puberty, so they had to like kick him off the island so that nobody would notice. Um, I don't 
I, I mean, it, it, it was good, but again, I, I still feel that like I feel that like it was it's short sighted to end it as soon as it did because there's there were the the potential wasn't used up. It it was weird. I, what would the potential be aside from this whole like you know will yeah, the, they or the, the, won't the, they thing? Well, I, mean, I mean, well, honestly, like, I mean, like they've not really done much romantic stuff for them in a while, and I think that like uh, when I think the, their relationship has really been you know only like you know. Selena, you know, does street crap and like he is the straight man. And I think that like that was that feels very season one. They can do something else by this point. Whether it's romantic stuff or not, I don't know. I guess. Well and Alfred, it actually it's it's okay, so Alfred was kind of rude to her, like when he when like because I I forget I think she like asked him like for breakfast or something, and he kind of just like walks by and ignores her, but at the same time too, um when she was in the other room like using their shower he he basically said something that revealed that like he was warming up to her. I don't remember what it was, but about that like you know you're not going to bring this girl. Like he he talked about how this girl has like helped you like so much and everything, and you're not going to bring her into this dangerous like shenanigans. Like you must like pull a Stanley Silver Age character and break up with her in order to like um, save her. At which point he does. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that plot. It's really when we like the plots a lot, we don't have like a lot to say about them. It's it's the stuff that we hate that we complain about. Well, honestly, I, I, I wish I watched it again because I, I I feel that like this episode has a lot more nuances that I'm gi- giving short shrift to. But we we can always talk about the penguin plot. Yeah. Oh, there and there are a lot of nuances. There, there and there was some great stuff in the gym plot line. It's it like penguin's umbrella. I was on the edge of my seat and not knowing what was going to happen next. Uh. So, uh, re- really, we haven't said enough about the gym plot line, but that's just because it was done well enough, and, like, we can't find all these plot holes, so we just joke about, like, Jim's son from the Golden Age molesting him, but... <laughs> is it what we have to work with? But, yeah, uh, Penguin plot line. I'm what glad a- that we're done. I'm glad that we're done with, with the Penguin's family. Honestly, I feel like... What was the point? Um... Honestly, to, what, to make Penguin be insane again, or to well, well, when you when you investigate that deeply, what was even the point of him going? To, I guess to introduce Hugo Strange, but like, well, and and the whole pain. I feel like the whole ice cream therapy thing was like. <laughs> I feel like that was undone too quickly. Like the moment, that, like because so many people were like pushing him, you know, to like to to be a mass murderer again, or and the moment that he finds out that like his family murdered his dad, he goes homicidal again. And I'm not saying that that's a minor thing. Like, oh, yeah, what's the big deal of that? But for real, it it felt like. I don't know. Not that I want him to yell at himself in the mirror like the Riddler. It didn't but... feel much different than what he had, he had resisted before. Yeah. Yeah, e- even though it was. And I mentioned in the recap, like, I'm not sure if there was any poison left. Um, <laughs> Honestly, that, that, that just wasn't very well written. I mean, it, it didn't bother me that much, but the, 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 those those cheesy family members were never all that compelling. Um, and now they're dead. You, <laughs> Thank you, you, they, all of them. Every last member of the Cobblepot-like bloodline. Even, even though, like, they're not Cobblepot. Like, yeah, um, Kimmy Schmidt's landlady, Pee Wee Herman, and, like, and all these other people, like, they are all dead. (laughs) The Penguin has no family left. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Well, I mean, hmm. I I think you could have done this season without that plot line. It didn't feel, like, all that interesting. It It was very, it was really predictable. That's probably one of the most predictable plot lines this show's ever done. Um, 
And if you say, well, we, we need a penguin to go crazy again, but like, I almost question what's the point of making him not crazy. I guess to introduce Hugo Strange, of which he's done little since then. Um, I mean, again, I didn't hate it, but like, it was predictable. It was cheesy. Um, Do you think the ice cream therapy is like actually drove him more insane, and that's why he ate his family? I know you have more problem with it than I do. So I'll, I'll just I'll just say yes and not not argue. <laughs> and can you imagine, like, if if you and I back like at the beginning of season one when Penguin was like a dishwasher at Maroni's, if like we used the time machine to download like this episode and we listened to it, we're like, what? In season two, Penguin's going to eat his family? <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 uh, he he gobbles up his mother. That'd be crazy. But like, luckily, she's already destroyed. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing that crazy. Just him cooking the remains of his step siblings and feeding it to his stepmother before well, drinking her too. blood. Like, 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 we 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 don't see him do that. Like, he realizes that. Well, the- and and that's that we have the shocking moment of him telling his stepmom, like, they're not coming, no matter how much you call them. But I mean, for one guy to like, you know, just like kill them, grill them, cook them, debone them. I mean, <laughs> all, all the mom was like taking a bubble bath or something. I mean, the, 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 it's it's honestly cartoony. Like like like, like the, the idea that he could do that to two grown people in the span of like two hours. <laughs> and, and of course, um, because the listeners are waiting for us to do it, the obligatory Scott Tennerman joke, you know. Well, that's why I texted you, like you know, Penguin pulls a Cartman. Um, yeah, when you said penguin pulls a carbon, the, the first thing I thought was like, okay, he um <laughs> he cooks someone and eats them, or like, or feeds someone to someone else. Oh no, I thought that I thought that he fed his father to like the rest of the family. When you said that, which well, thank that, goodness that, that he didn't do it. That would have been very twisted. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to this, which was perfectly untwisted. It, it's 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 twisted. Maybe maybe South Park just spoiled that for me. It doesn't bother me that much anymore. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I I just don't. I I did love the I did love um the funeral where um Penguin's family is like whispering like oh this guy hopefully we can kick him out now and then Penguin he he still thinks they're one big happy family he turns around and gives his stepmom the biggest hug like crying oh, all we have now is each other and they're all looking at each other like uh what are you doing like why are you hugging us and then they turn him into Cinderella. And they're like throwing like crumbs at him and like and yeah. like laughing like ha 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 good joke guys to which like makes me think like uh this reminds me of how much I hate my job. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, the whole thing was unbelievable. Were like 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 they're, they're like actively throwing crap at, at a servant. I mean, the, the family members were never written to be believably. They were never written to be any sort of sympathetic. They were written to be like like a cartoon. This this is kind of Gotham. Ca- this kind of characterization that Gotham excels at, this one-dimensional nonsense. Um, I mean, I, I did not hate it as much as I've hated other plots, but it felt really uncreative. I think that's the word for it, uncreative. And I, and I question its role, ultimately. I, I'm so surprised that P.B. Herman died so quickly just to get this. It feels like a waste. Yeah, Paul Rubin. That's one thing that, 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 that we've kind of been saying about the second half of the season. Like, I'm surprised Gordon like, stopped being a fugitive so quickly. I'm surprised Bruce just that the homeless life wasn't for him so quickly. I'm surprised that like Penguin became an orphan again so quickly. Well, okay, how many episodes do we have into the finale? Um, uh, Hell, we, we, we were saying, I'm surprised that, like, Bruce found the kill of his parents relatively quickly, considering. 
<laughs> relatively quickly considering it was it was like a season or two but yeah i know what you mean uh hold on let me um next week is pinewood that's one and then a the week after that is asriel that's two and then there's three unnamed episodes after that so there's five episodes left really five episodes left really huh it's it's april are there gonna be another break do you know nope Okay. No break. Hmm. We're going straight through. And that's why that was Into the Woods. Next week's episode is called <laughs> Pinewood. And let's see. Hugo Strange puts a wrench in Bruce and Alfred's next moves on an all-new Gotham. After leaving Arkham Asylum, Barbara attempts to make amends with Gordon. Then Bruce and Alfred track down one of Thomas Wayne's former friends from Prodigy But Hugo Strange just plans in an all-new Wraith of the Villains Pinewood episode. And, um... The guest cast list is Victor Freeze, oh. Strange and Peabody, Michelle Gomez as the lady, and Julia Taylor Ross as Karen Jennings. Well, I did see it in the preview. And yeah, we, we, we could talk about that preview, which we kind of, you know, blew our wad on that a little bit when we were talking about the Barbara Kane thing. But my prediction is, is that throughout this whole episode, Gordon's going to be like, I don't know if I can trust you again. But then, like, she proves herself throughout, like, the episode. And then at the end, in a moment of weakness and passion, uh, they get together, you know, especially because especially because he was interrupted from calling Lee. So, like. The that tells me like rule of drama because he was about to get back together with his girlfriend when his other girlfriend like came. That means that like she's gonna put a wrench in it, and then Gordon's gonna be in a love triangle. Uh, we'll see if that's the route that they go. But it, the only way that I could see him and Barbara doing anything is if it's like in a fit of passion and not you know like traditional courting because. <laughs> She was she was his arch nemesis for like most of this season, complete with like trying to kill his, uh, Lee. So, yeah. Well, you- he still doesn't he still doesn't know that she cheated on him with Renee last season. By the way, because he doesn't remember who Renee is. I was about to say he'll never know that. <laughs> well, because like she left him and then like went to Renee's house, and then Renee's like, "You can trust me, Jim. You can trust me and Harvey Dent." Oh my, which like, I'm now realizing that like, of all the characters in that scene, like, Jim's the only one who's still on the show, but, cause I remember it was Renee that like, introduced them, like, he can help us, you can count on him just like you can count on me. But in any case, yeah, like, Jim never found out about that betrayal. Not that it matters at this point, but. Well, you said, you also said that earlier, like, off the, off mic, that, um, when he and, uh, Lee are, are like together. Barb, uh, no, I'm sorry. When he and Barbara are together, Lee's gonna just burst in. Jim, how could you? And they run out crying and then, and Jim puts And she's still pregnant. Yeah, or like, this scenario that we created is like, he, he gets together with Barbara and then like, and then Lee comes in. Jim, uh, uh, I can explain. This isn't what it looks like. It looks like you're in bed with your ex-fiance. Okay, this is what exactly what it looks like. <laughs> and then Harvey Bullock comes in with the groceries. Hey, yo, partner. Whoa, you're having a threesome and you didn't invite me? Wait a second. The doc is here? You and the doc? And like <laughs> Marina Bacarin in tears is like, oh, for F sakes, Bullock, you're the one that, that gave me the, that like gave him the news of my pretend miscarriage. Pretend miscarriage? I'll explain later, Mr. Cheater. <laughs> And then, and then, like, uh, uh, says, like, what are y'all y'all doing in my crib? Wait, why, why are they having sex in Selena's house? Exactly. <laughs> Especially when they were imaginarily in Bullock's. But, 
I think when we get this off topic with these pretend scenarios, it means that we've uh, run our course of the episode. So until next time, listeners, this is Josh. And this is Don. And you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day at Cinderella. Make the fire, fix the breakfast, wash the dishes, do the mopping, and the sweeping, and the dusting. They always keep her 